Welcome into the Section YY8 podcast. This is going to be, I don't know what to expect out of this show this week. Um, it's always, I don't know if it's fun or um, what, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but coming off of a loss, not only a loss, but a big loss, crushing loss, uh, deflating, devastating, whatever you want to use to describe it. Um you never know what you're going to get, but we are back this week uh, to talk Tennessee baseball, Tennessee football, a lot of stuff. And with that being said, let's introduce who's on the show this week. For those not watching the video, you'll see Mr. Gavin Julian has decided to join us this week. Uh, took a lot of coaxing. I saw him Saturday night. Yeah, let's give him a round of applause. Oh, yeah. Made away. Saw him Saturday night. And we talked for a while, um, saw him last night. Big home run last night in softball. Yeah, yeah. Tell us uh, how you hit it. Was it over the fence or No, what? absolutely not. It was inside the park. No air uh, or anything? Was it, was it like a wheelchair league and you were on foot or what happened? Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, that's kind of how it went down. I hit it right up the middle. Uh it was bad. They're they're not very good. Anyway, yeah. I saw, yeah. I saw y'all won the Knox Cox won nineteen to three. So congrats to those guys. Uh, big win for them. They advance on in the tournament. And we've also got Big Montana here this week sporting his Braves hat. That's right. Um, Braves are on a hot streak right now. About to be thirteen and zero. Craig, I saw – I was watching some highlights before I went to work this morning, and I saw that they are, I believe, 35 and 27, and they had won 12 in a row. So, they were at one point 23 and 27, and now they're 20, 35 and 27, about to be, according to Big Montana, 36 and 27. That's right. Dealing with injuries, but everybody is this time of year. The Cubs yeah, stink. We'll talk about them later. Ozzy fractured his foot last night. Um, we'll talk about the Cubs later. I had some notes in here um, to ask Big Montana about the Braves. I'd talk about the Cubs. We'll get to that in a moment. Gavin, you're here for a reason. Uh, we're all here for a reason. We're just glad to have Gavin back. I'm excited. I saw Gavin <clears throat> Saturday not. night. Um, huh. Our friend, mutual friend, Chad Grubb, listener of the show, was uh, had his wedding reception. He uh, got married a couple months ago um, out of state on spring break. So for the uh, folks that couldn't attend, uh, they had a wedding reception. Well, there I walk in, first thing I see, Gavin, decked out, full orange. Go balls, baby. Um, and everybody there when I walked in was like, niece, you're going tomorrow, right? And at that point, I, I don't know that I – I can't remember if I knew at that point or not. I think Thomas had called me, Thomas Range. Shout out Thomas for the uh, ticket this weekend. But um, I think he had called me. I can't remember. Um, 
but I assured everybody if we, if I was there, we were going to win. I was on a hot streak until Sunday mm. afternoon. Mm. Sad. Mm. Mm. So, um, I saw Gavin Saturday night, coaxed him into coming, saw him last night and told him he had to come, especially after he hit the home run. Cause the fans want to know the fans want to see you. And it's the end of baseball season now that the Vols have lost, unfortunately. And it's time to start talking football after this. But we'll get to that in a moment. But so I wrote some stuff down. So bear with me for a minute. Um, I wrote this over the last couple days because I'm still not happy. And I was especially pissed off last night when I saw Auburn beat Oregon State Beavers to go to Omaha. So that's I mean, here we go again with Auburn crap. Um, well, hold on. Let me not get ahead of myself. Big Montana's already leaving. So, yes, sir. Oh, he's good. Just listen and just listen. So, I'm here. All right, guys. Here we are again recording another podcast or recording a podcast after another crushing Tennessee athletics defeat. I think that would, that's a good way to phrase it, right, Gavin? Oh, yeah. Crushing. So while I was sitting in traffic Sunday afternoon, agonizingly slow traffic, it wasn't moving out of the parking lot. Thomas told me to go this certain way. Oh, you'll get out quick. Oh, it's, it's no time. It's 25, 30 minutes. Fake news, Thomas Reigns. Um, but while I was sitting in traffic Sunday after the game, I wondered how much more of this I could take, Gavin. Mm-hmm. How much more can this fan base take of this? Mm-hmm. How many times can an athletic department shit away? And I mean, I think that's a good way to put it. How many times can an athletic department shit away golden opportunity after golden opportunity to bring home not just a title? We've won an SEC title, but a national title. Sunday afternoon's loss to Notre Dame at Lindsey Nelson Stadium isn't the first time this has happened. And for all accounts and purposes, it won't be the last. Think about these games, and you'll notice a lot of these are basketball, since football and baseball have been irrelevant for the past decade and a half. 2001 SEC championship game versus LSU. Blew a chance to go to the national title game. Blew it in the second half. 2007 LSU SEC championship game. Blew a late fourth quarter lead. Chance to go to the Sugar Bowl for the first time since 1991. 2008 Elite Eight versus Michigan State. Blew our chance to go to the Final Four for the first time ever. Uh, Put this out of order, but 2007 Sweet 16 versus number one Ohio State. Uh, 2018, here we go into Rick Barnes. Second round loss versus Loyola Marymount, Sister Jean. 2019 Sweet 16 versus Purdue. Number one team all year long. Blew that one. And then the... 2022 second round loss to Michigan in the NCAA tournament. And then we've got this past weekend, super regional loss to Notre Dame. Now, don't get me wrong, Notre Dame, really good team. They play good baseball. They pitch well. They play great defensively, timely hitting. But Tennessee had the best hitting and pitching team in all of college baseball all year long. Stats don't lie. They proved that out. But here we are again, Gavin. Lamenting the fact that a Tennessee team can't get out of their own way and advance further toward a national championship. Tennessee basketball's had the best opportunities over the past five years. I think we can agree with that. They've been a three seed, a five seed, a two seed, and a three seed. In those four tournaments, 
they have failed to get past the Sweet 16. Unbelievable. All right, so let's not gloss over the fact, because I talked to Big Montana about this the other night. I think it was in the group Skybox chat. Tennessee basketball won the SEC tournament championship this year. UT baseball won the regular season and tournament championship. That's the first school in SEC history to do that. That's crazy. Um, both incredible seasons. But at what point can a school get out of its own way and win when they're actually supposed to on the biggest stage? Tennessee can't do that. I don't know why, but they can't do it. That being said, I am very proud of Tennessee baseball. These past two seasons have been a lot of fun. Baseball is a fun sport. I know Gavin doesn't like baseball, but me and Big Montana do. Not a lot of people will or can recognize that, Gavin. <laughs> they only see it as slow and boring, Gavin. Facts. <laughs> there is so much more to the game than that. No. And UT brought that out the past two seasons. Tony Vitello has this program poised to continue their run of competing for the SEC title and competing to go to Omaha long after this season's over. But watching Auburn, Texas A&M, Ole Miss, and Arkansas go to Omaha this year while one of the best teams ever, ever assembled sits at home is infuriating to me. Think about that. Tennessee was poised to become one of, if not the greatest, college baseball teams ever assembled. We talked about this a few weeks ago. But they choked it away, leaving both themselves and the fan base that's fallen in love with this team to wonder yet again what might have been. Gavin, when is this, gonna, when is this crap going to end? Never. If you're watching, never. I mean, so I wanted to go back to something I was talking about about Auburn. I got home Sunday afternoon. Uh, my parents called. We went to grab something to eat. Got home. My cousin Reagan calls. She has no clue that Tennessee's lost. I tell her because me and my uncle have been talking about going to Omaha for the last couple months if Tennessee goes. She had no idea. Starts just giggling, snickering. It's, it's hilarious. Tennessee's not going. You and Eric aren't going to the game. Uh, it's real funny. Real hilarious. You've been a fan of Auburn for three years. They've gone to two World Series, gone to the Final Four. That's it's all. It's fun. That's that's great. Congratulations. Um, I don't know. What was your guys' thoughts on the choke job this past Saturday, or sorry, Sunday, Friday and Sunday? Uh, I'm really more. Friday hurt me a lot worse. I mean, obviously, Sunday sucked worse because we lost and we're done, but I just couldn't get over the fact that we come out that flat on Friday. Um, I don't know if it was a <clears> – <throat> we just thought we were going to dog walk them or, you know, they come out and say they're going to throw their ace on Saturday. So, we just kind of assumed that, hey, we're going to hit seven home runs in this game or we're going to, you know, score ten points easily. Um, <clears throat> just some mental errors – uh cost us a lot um it i don't know it just sucks all the way around um gavin what do you what do you have to say anything come no. on you gotta have something it sucks <laughs> losing sucks no i just like 
I thought you were going to rip UT at first. I was kind of getting excited, but then you kind of halfway fell into it was a good season and then uh, didn't really rip them. I was I, I wanted you to get into them. I, I wanted you to let the guard down and just go right at them. What am I supposed well, to say? I mean, I'll say it. This, that, that Sunday game, uh, Tony Vitello is, is for 85% blame for that game. Um, I have no idea why they left him in that long. Um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but, I mean, like, crap, man. Like, they caught on to us. It's time to change pitchers. And, you know, for us to have that big of a bullpen and it was the last game, why not? I mean, you had four guys available at least, if not more. And then, um, you know, the entire series, Beam never pitched. Like, what? The, the first home run that they gave up um, that tied the game was a fluke. I'll just say it. It was hit to the shortest part of the park over a wall that was less than, I think, five foot tall maybe. Um, right. Okay, you, sometimes you just got to tip your hat. The guy hit it out. <clears throat> he yeah. should have been gone after that. You could tell he was slowing down a little bit. You could just tell just being there watching him, his stuff wasn't the same, even though they had two outs. The next batter comes up that hits the go-ahead home run, hit one earlier in that bat, but it was foul. Wow. I, my butt would have been out there getting him at that point, yeah. if not before. Um, yeah. I mean, I know we can sit here and talk about that over and over, but I – I know from being involved in the game that Tony Vitello is regretting that. Yeah. He, he should have went and got him. There's no doubt in my mind he should have went and got him. But it was just like after that, I mean, Tennessee, I, I tweeted this the other night. They they had not been playing good baseball the last couple of weeks. I thought they played very well in Hoover, won the SEC title. But that regional in Knoxville, they they let teams jump out on them. They made errors. They left guys on base, a lot of guys on base against Campbell and Georgia Tech. Now they were able to just outslug those guys. Same thing happened Friday night. Notre Dame came out and just punched Tennessee in the mouth. I mean, it's plain and simple. Yeah. They came out and hit just hit Tennessee. Did the same thing Saturday, and that's why when you go into to Sunday, I walk into the stadium. I'm like. Tennessee comes out, hits them in the mouth right out of the gate. This thing's over with. And Tennessee did that. Luke Lipsy's yeah. home run, uh, bottom of the first. Uh, Notre Dame answered with a run, and Tennessee came right back, answered back. They're up two to one, and they go up three to one. And they're just kind of in cruise control, you think, at that point. But there was an opportunity in the fifth inning to put some more runs on the board. They didn't do it. There was other opportunities. And then – after Notre Dame tied it up, they just shit the bed. I mean, they made errors, which they've been doing more frequently lately. Uh, had plenty of opportunities. It's just – I think that's the frustrating thing is this team's way better than they played on Sunday. And kudos yeah. to Notre Dame. Notre Dame didn't – I mean, Tennessee yeah. beat themselves in a way, but Notre Dame came out and beat Tennessee. And I oh, think that's what's dog. frustrating about it is – we all know Tennessee's better than than any of those teams in Omaha right now. And Gavin, yeah, to answer, I, I, oh, go ahead, Big Montana. I saw the uh, four SEC teams made it. Tennessee had beat two of them. Swept or you know, well, we beat was, uh, we beat a Ole Miss and Auburn. Yeah, we swept Ole Miss. Took two out of three from Auburn, and I think 
I can't remember if we, we – I know play we didn't play Arkansas. I don't know if we played A&M or not. I don't think we did this year. I no. can't remember. But um, to answer your question, Gavin, I I think I, – I don't want to rip UT because I don't – I really like the direction that UT athletics as a whole is going. Baseball's in a very good spot. Basketball's in a very good spot. Football seems to be – I say seems to be – because they've just been there one year, seems to be on an uptrend. We'll see how that goes. Uh, softball, even though they can't get to the World Series anymore, they're in a good spot. Track and field is showing some life, and they've got new coaches. Um, so, I mean, men's tennis is competing for national titles every year. So, Tennessee Athletics is in a very good spot. But I think what's frustrating is seeing all these other Johnny-come-latelys doing things and like when are we ever going to slip up and win something i mean like fall into something and when i mean it's just like it's never going to happen i think that's what's frustrating i was so aggravated sunday night and then i was really aggravated last night when i watched auburn go to the world series yeah um tell you what you're asking you know when and why and what we were going to do. Um, I feel like we're just like Moses right now, wandering around the desert, <laughs> waiting to get in the promised land. And uh, that come to me. I, I turned to scripture, uh, Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. We got to do a better job, boys. We, we got to walk in there and pray about it. We got to walk in there and know we're going to win. We got to get rid of this uh, monkey on our back, and uh, you know, not only Hebrews do we need 11, to. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm preaching, boys. Oh, Hebrews eleven one. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for, and assurance about what we do not see. I mean, that'll get you fired up. Let's man, go, man. Not only do we need to support them boys, Gavin, we need to pray for them boys. Listen, pray for these young and, guys. And girls. And girls. And girls. Pray for them. I mean, they're out there in, at that abomination of a campus over there with sex week and all these temptations. These kids need to be worried about their math tests and how many home runs and touchdowns we're going to score. Um, Leave all that temptation for somebody else. <laughs> well, I just um... – I guess I'm disappointed that we couldn't find a way to – I really thought this was a year Tennessee wins a national title. I call, Baseball's a major sport. Yeah. Some places make money off of it. Some don't or a lot don't. I think right. Tennessee's one right now that does. I call that a major sport. So, it's one of the big three in America, big four. So, um, I mean, that's a major national title. Um, that we let slip through our hands. And I, I don't think that's the last shot we'll ever have at it, as long as Tony Vitello is here. He recruits at a high level. Um, he develops at a very high level. And, and there's going to be some roster turnover next year. But I really think that uh, Tennessee, you know, they may not be number one in the country next year, but I think they're going to be top 10, 15, 20 rolling into next season and up there competing in Hoover again at the least the, the 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 state of the program the health of the program right now is is very high and i think with tennessee athletics and whole we talked about this after the basketball loss in the second round like i predicted in uh december um 
But, I mean, you know, we would have killed for results like this across the board five, six, seven years ago. I mean, just imagine how fun it will be if Tennessee football can get back to a point where we're top five in the country and having shots at, you know, SEC championships and national titles. Gavin, I mean, even even if we get even if we get to a point where we win ten games, like it's just the Vols are going to win ten games. Yeah, they're going to lose to Florida every year. I mean, just you know the typical. But you know. All right, Gavin, I'm going to you. You're shaking your head. Come on, guys, what's going on, baby? It's, it's, just, it's never going to happen, man. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I'm I'm uh, I'm certain that my fandom is just going to be a long long time suffering. For Listen, the like, rest of my like life, Moses right now. Hey, don't give up faith. You may never see it, but your kids might. That's fact. I ain't never gonna see it. <laughs> so, um, uh, okay, baseball question. I'm, uh, I'm not really in the know. Tell me who's leaving. What are we losing from this team? What can we expect for next year? So, who's leaving? Let's start in the outfield. Uh, Gilbert. Drew Gilbert in center, Beck in right. Um, Probably going to be pretty high draft picks, especially Beck. On the infield, you got third baseman Trey Lipscomb gone. Uh, Luke Lipsius at first base gone. More than likely, second baseman Jarrell Ortega. He's draft eligible. I guess it just depends on where he goes and what kind of money he gets. Catcher Evan Russell gone. In the bullpen, Camden Sewell. Um, Tidwell. Tidwell. Tidwell is one of those. I think he's probably going to be gone. So, I didn't know. that. I had to do some research, ask some people some questions, because I didn't understand this. I always thought you had to be three years removed from high school if you go into a D1, not like, well, like if you go to JUCO, like a Walter State, Rome State, somewhere like that then you, you're draft eligible immediately. But if you go to a place like Tennessee, you have to be three years removed from high school or you got to be 21. Well, Blade Tidwell's 21. He's draft eligible and probably projected to be the first collegiate pitcher from what I've read taken in the draft this year. He's probably not coming back. But they have their whole rotation back, Beam, Burns, yeah. and Dolander. Dolander and Burns will be first-round draft picks next year. But uh, I don't know about uh, – Beam could be very high as well. I don't know if he'll be as high as those two. But, I mean, they got their whole starting staff back. They lose Joyce, who throws 135 miles an hour out of the bullpen, Gavin. Nice. Um, they've got uh, Camden Sewell's gone. Joyce is gone. Redmond Walsh, who tied Todd Helton's record for saves in a career, gone. Um, so, there's – there's some guys coming back in the bullpen, but a lot of guys leaving. So they got some holes to fill there. I think the key positions they're going to have to fill is catcher, third base, first base. Um, right. Shorts, interesting. Uh, there's a shortstop. I don't have his name right on, right in front of me, but uh, it's transferring from Kansas, number one player in the transfer portal, committed to Tennessee. Um, so that's going to move probably. Um, Cortland Lawson from shortstop to maybe third, maybe second, just depending on what Ortega does. But there's some guy, there's some kids 
um, sitting behind these guys that, are, that were highly recruited. There's a nice recruiting class coming in next year. So it's, it's not rebuild mode. It's probably reload at this point. I um, mean, I personally think that we're going to have our pick of the litter with the transfer portal. I mean, why wouldn't you want to come to Tennessee? I mean, why? I mean, it's the funnest program to play at. We're villains. You can come in and be Darth Vader uh, right away. That was for you, Nathan. Um, Thanks. Uh, you know, you're playing for a coach that's going to support you and go out there and chest bump the shit out of somebody. I mean, we've we won championships this year. We were in line to go to Omaha. I mean, why wouldn't you want to come here? So I, I have no doubts that Tennessee will be in the same position next year with a chance to go back to Omaha. Now, I don't know if we're going to sweep all these teams like we did this year. I mean, I think we will have, you know, some – I won't say rebuilding, but it's going to – you know, this this year's team was different, like different, different. And that's what kind of hurts is that, you know, they were head and shoulders better than everybody else. They just ran into the wrong team the wrong night. Yeah. I mean, they just – they um... – I'm looking at some recruiting rankings right here. Uh, Perfect Game has Tennessee's class of 23 at number 15. Um, looking for D1 base or Baseball America. Sorry, these rankings are old. But anyways, Tennessee's got a good recruiting class coming in. Sorry, I didn't have this up before. I didn't think about it. Um, but there's a long way to go in baseball recruiting. I mean, it's something that's um, you know not over right this second so um you know sec's tough well, everybody you know, recruits here to is, you got one of the top juco schools in the country 45 minutes away mm -hmm. that you could pull from very easily i mean yeah they were runner up and or you know second runner up in the entire country in juco this year so i mean there's there's talent everywhere to be had yeah, I mean, I don't think Tennessee's going anywhere um, as long as Vitello's here. So, I think he's – there was – I saw a tweet today that somebody had put out that uh, he was in talks with Florida State, who's who fired their coach last week. I don't see – with the commitment Tennessee has shown over the last couple weeks that they're making to baseball with the announcements of the – uh, renovations and what they could look like. I know they're still trying to figure a lot of that out with some fan survey stuff going on, but you're increasing the capacity of the stadium. You're making it look more modern, up-to-date, um, which I will be very glad when they get rid of those left-field bleachers that I set in Saturday. Those stunk. I mean, you're really close to the field, but you basically – you're sitting facing the outfield and you have to turn your head that way to look at home plate and there's poles and netting and stuff in the way. So, but anyway, I say all that to say, Vitale, Tennessee baseball showing a lot of commitment or Tennessee athletics showing a lot of commitment to baseball. And that's what coaches look for. They just want to make sure their school and their, their AD and their fans are committed. And I think all three of those apply right now to Tennessee baseball. Right. Really, you could say that about Tennessee athletics, to be honest. I mean, Tennessee basketball, there's 21,000 pretty much every game. Football, there's 90 to 100,000 every game, just depending on who we play. Um, so, it's – you know, it's um, 
it's a fan base that loves the volunteers and and wants uh, to see them win at a high level, and I think they'll do whatever it takes to do it. Tennessee fans deserve what, Nice? I lost you there. What was that? Tennessee fans deserve what? We deserve more. Better. <laughs> we deserve more and better. God almighty. I mean, think about poor Gavin down here. Never seen a winner, really, except some Rick Barnes teams. Maybe – Probably Pearl. I throw Pearl in there, but uh, never really seen any type of a championship besides besides the uh, baseball uh, SEC title and the uh, basketball SEC title this past year. That's been right. it. I mean, I was lucky enough to grow up and see my team win the national championship. I didn't appreciate it as much. What's that? <clears throat> it's where you win the last game of the season. There's no more games left, and, and you hold this big crystal. You hold – they don't do it anymore. Now it's a tube of lipstick, but you hold this football up that was made of crystal. Mm, that sounds fun. In the middle of the field. Confetti going everywhere. While you talk to Lynn Swan about the game and right. Keith Jackson and Bob Greasy are announcing it mm. and John Ward and Bill Anderson. Um, so, do you guys think Vitello and the Vols keep this thing rolling for a few years or for a long time to come? Or is this just a shot, a shot flash in the pan? I, I really don't think it's a flash in the pan just because of all the attention the program's getting. Um, Barstool Sports is all over us. I mean, yeah, this the past couple of days have sucked because everybody's saying, oh, you got what you got, not too cocky now. Listen, if you don't have haters, you're not doing anything. The more haters you have, the more successful you are. That's with anything in life. If you're getting talked about, it's because you're doing something right, you know, Nobody wants you to have a better situation than what they got, no matter if it's a job or a wife or anything. Like, they want better than you, and that's why we're getting talked about because, you know, we're the hot prom date right now, and we're going to continue to be the hot prom date. Because our coach is is hot, right? That's right. He's a (laughs) handsome man. There was a lady sitting in front of us Sunday. Every time Vitello – he walked out to home plate to exchange lineups. She's got her phone out. Zooming in, taking a picture. He comes out to take Burns out. She's zooming in. She, oh, oh, Tony's coming out. I got to take a picture. I get it. Whatever. Um, but I'll just say this. I think Tennessee baseball is going to stick around for a while. And I'll say this, too. They are hated. I don't get the hate. Um, I guess the flipping I, I of the I personally love it. I, I love – Jordan Beck rounding first, Gavin, and flipping birds at the center fielder when he torches them. Mm-hmm. I love Luke Lipsius coming to home plate and putting his finger down on top yes. of the plate to touch it. I mean, those guys are having fun. They may not play the way my papa, Fuzz Slagle, used to play, where if you looked at him the wrong way after a home run, he'd beam you in the rib cage. But right. that's not baseball anymore, and I'm sorry. It's just not – I've been arguing with a, a buddy of mine on online, Bo Mayberry. He's a Florida fan, and he he's a troll, known troll, and he constantly tweets about Tennessee baseball, especially since they lost this weekend. And he basically said they're not even close to being the, one of the best teams ever. And I just think that's factually incorrect. No, they didn't win the national title. No, they didn't go to Omaha. But how can you sit there and say they're not even close 
to being one of the best teams ever. I mean, look at statistically, it shows they are one of the, the greatest college baseball teams ever. But they they ultimately fell short, and they won't be remembered for that. But I think looking at it, you can look back at it, and they're going to be one of those teams, I think, LSU 2019 is one that came – that I heard people talk about. They were really good, didn't win the national title. It's the curse of that number one seed. I mean, the, the number one seed in the NCAA has not won a national title since 1999, and a lot of times they don't even go to Omaha. So, name, name the last five College World Series winners. Uh, Oregon State's in there. Um, That's my point. Gosh, I can't even there, remember. Certain things uh, matter more. Certain things do matter more in the grand scheme of things. I'm always going to remember last year's Grand Slam. I'm going to remember the guy around or Beck running first flipping off. I'm going to remember Luke, Luke Lipsius finger poking the plate like this was a fun year i mean i understand i mean you know we had a great trip to hoover i enjoyed that first time i ever watched tennessee win a title in person um, yes you know it to say this year was a total you know fail is just the wrong statement no that, basketball that's and baseball, basketball okay. and baseball are two sports where you know somebody can come up and get you always Football is one of those things where, hey, you throw the ball out there. Most of the time, the athletes are only um, – it's a little bit different. So, uh, you were asking you – know, you were asking who the last five national title champions were? Mississippi so, State. Go, right. Mississippi State last year, 50 and 18. Remember, Tennessee won 58 games this year. Right. 2021, Mississippi State went 50 and 18. Uh, 2020 canceled due to China virus. 2019, Vanderbilt went 59 and 12. Now, remember, they had to win several games to get to 59. Um, 2018, Oregon State, 55, 12, and one. They had a tie for some reason. Uh, 2017, Florida, 52 and 19. 2016, I remember watching this one. Coastal Carolina, they were that was a good team. 55 yep. and 18. And then before that, you had Virginia, Vandy, UCLA, Arizona, South Carolina. Um, so a lot of different teams, a lot of uh, all over the place around the country. So I, I don't think we've seen the last of Tennessee. Uh, at least I hope not, because I would <laughs> I would love to get season tickets and go down there and watch these guys compete at a high level for a long time to come. So hopefully that happens. We'll see. Um, but any any other thoughts before we move on from baseball? Gavin, I'll start with you. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last. I'm glad you said that because I was just thinking about there was – I don't know who took the picture, but there's a picture of Gilbert walking into the locker room after the game mm -hmm. with the uh, fur coat or whatever coat that is sitting Beautiful. there. And somebody, somebody wrote that. It's like I almost started tearing up. My uh, my favorite comparison for Tennessee baseball was to the 1980s and 90s Miami Hurricanes. A little bit, I yeah. Love, I, I, can, yeah. I, love, I love that comparison. I love it. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. Brash, not afraid, don't, don't care what you think. Throw it in one, your face, love it. One thing I would change about the way this team acts 
is they, I think they argue with umpires way too much because you get a reputation. So hear me out. You get a reputation as a player and a coach. And it's not that they argue, it's how they do it too. I get it. They got a lot of fire, a lot of passion, but Frank Anderson, how many times does that guy walk to the mound to go talk to his pitcher and he's barking at the umpire? He walks back, he's barking at the umpire. How many times did he run out of the dugout screaming and yelling at the umpire? I mean, that, they have a target on their back, and I, I I get that, whether it's justified or not, But and I'm all about arguing calls that need to be argued. Don't get me wrong. I just wish they would find a way to tone that down just a little bit. It came back and bit them in the ass on Friday night. With Gilbert was not right with what he said, but they got to – he can't do that with one strike. You can't right. do that. And Frank Anderson – he doesn't. He said he came out to try to help. He can't do that. So one thing I forgot to mention is um, I put a poll out on um, Twitter: worst loss in UT history. And there's a lot to choose from. I think we can all agree on that. Um, I put the 2001 SEC championship game, which I mentioned all of these um, earlier in my monologue slash rant. 2001 SEC championship game, 2008 Elite Eight versus Michigan State, 2019 Sweet 16 versus Purdue, 2022 Super Regional versus Notre Dame. So the winner, there was only 28 votes, sad. Uh, 54% selected the 2001 SEC championship game as the worst loss in UT history. Now, I say worse. I probably could have worded that better. One of the worst losses in UT history is the Wyoming game in 2008. Um, but Georgia I'm talking State. about, like, worst loss in terms of what it meant. Like, that game didn't mean anything. Most to, most to lose. Right. Um, you could also say a lot of people don't remember this. Bruce Pearl's team lost an exhibition game to Indianapolis. Yeah. One year. Um, I believe that was his last year. So there's a lot going on around the program. But um, the 2022, the Super Regional lost to Notre Dame, got 25% of the vote. The 2019 Sweet 16 versus Purdue got 14%. And the 2008 Elite Eight versus Michigan State only got 7% as the worst loss. But I think everybody, I text the um, Skybox group, about this, and they all, I think, were in unison that the 2001 SEC championship game was probably the, and I say worst, probably, you know, most devastating in terms of what it meant to the program and the direction of the program at that time. Think about that. We were a half a football away from going to play for our, in the second national title game in the past four years. Probably weren't going to win it, playing that juggernaut Miami team. Probably not going to win it, but you never know. You just never know until you go play. But they ended up playing a lame nine and three Nebraska team and got just beat the brakes off of them. And uh, Tennessee, from a football standpoint, was just never able to recover to that level. Um, after that, they had some ten win seasons in in oh three, uh, won ten games in in two thousand seven. Um, Won a lot of games in oh, – sorry, won 10 games in 2003, 10 games in 2004, 
and won 10 games in 2007, but they were just never able to recover and get back to that competing for the SEC championship, winning a national title. What year were you born, Gavin? 97. 97. Gavin looks like he's questioning something I just said. Uh, your stat on we played Nebraska? I think that's wrong. No, I, Miami played Nebraska. Okay. No, we would have played Miami, and I, I meant Nebraska. I was like, I know for playing. a fact we, we blew the brakes off Michigan. Oh, yeah. No, we yeah. hammered Michigan. In that, that was in, uh, in Texas, right? That have been Cotton Bowl? No, that, that was in that the was in Bowl. Yeah. That was when Jason Witten really had his coming out party. Uh, okay, you're right. You're right, you're right. Uh, um, the yeah. Cotton Bowl you're thinking of, Big Montana, is the um, 05 Cotton Bowl after the 04 season. And who are we playing that? Texas A&M. Right, that was the game where all their fan, all their fans always stand up until they score, and like they didn't score like the third quarter, right? Or like late second. Uh, it was like second quarter or something. But yeah. we came out and like scored three or four touchdowns on them right out of the gate, and yeah. it was in Dallas at the old Cotton Bowl Stadium, and right. it was probably I had some friends. I think Thomas went and some other guys I knew, but it was probably ninety percent A and M fans. Yeah, if I had to guess. So I mean, it's right uh, in their one, backyard. One, one of the worst losses to me. I mean, it didn't have a lot to lose, but the fifteen Florida game in the swamp. We had that game won. And yeah, it, it's that's one that it will always piss me off. That was a bad one because we, you know, I think we got went up what thirteen and Butch went for. Or we were up 12, and he went for one for some reason, and we still had a chance to win it with a field goal, but it was like a 52-yarder. Yeah. Um, and then I think one, too, that was pretty bad was that 2017 game, the Hail Mary they threw. Florida. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was – see, I was already on the – I mean, I know you – it was on the downside, but that – I mean, think about that. They – just think about the season if you win some of these games. It just turns yeah. the momentum that you lose when you lose these games and the it just it crushes your the soul of your program. If uh Butch Jones beat Vanderbilt in 16 and went to the Sugar Bowl, he could probably still be our coach right now. That's another one that you can think of. Um you one know, that South I think Carolina of and Texas AM too. Sorry. South Carolina game was what I was about to say. <laughs> You know, me and Big Montana were there at yeah. that one, and that was a bad night. Yeah. We won't get into that, but um, I got called a lot of names by some South Carolina fans, Gavin. We'll talk about that maybe over the summer, go back and look at a game. But it was bad. That was a bad loss. The Vanderbilt loss was bad. I'll tell you one that a lot of people don't think of was Butch Jones' first year. They're playing Vanderbilt at home. They're leading late. They win that game. They got a chance to go to a bowl game. A.J. Johnson gets a personal foul penalty, and we won't tell the joke on here. Big Montana came up with a nickname that night. It's great. My Mimi loved it. She was in the in attendance. My, I remember my grandparents were there. I took them up to the skybox for the game. Um, but I just remember that law that A.J. Johnson got a penalty. It would have had Tennessee off the field. Tennessee would have won the game. Instead, it kept Vanderbilt's drive alive. They go down and score. Tennessee doesn't go to a bowl game. Um, so, that's another one you can toss in there. There's just a lot. Now, it's not to the magnitude of the Super Regional game or the Sweet 16, 
But those are things that you think about those losses, they change the direction of a program, and that hindered not going to a bowl game that year. I mean, it just made Butch Jones look worse. I mean, think if, think if he went to a bowl game that year. He would have went to a bowl game every, four years in a row if he had went to a bowl game that year instead of going to three. Um, and who knows I, if they would have won that game. I think if we start talking about it like that, though, I mean, the 2001 loss can't be too much, too too big, because we went back in 04 and 07, right? So – yeah, but those teams weren't in position to go anywhere after, except to the B, to the BCS, but not to the title game. That one in 01, Tennessee wins. Tennessee that had game. the better team to the, too. Tennessee yeah. had the more talent. Tennessee should have won the game. I mean, like I understand, yeah. but it it we still got back to the SEC championship. So I don't know. It's hard for me to be like, well, that one that one was a little more. Yeah. You know what I mean? You ask a lot of people, a lot of people we know. Um, that 07 SEC championship game we went to, we backed into it. And we kind of did. I mean, but there was a lot of teams. Georgia lost games. They were better than us. Florida lost games. They had Tim Tebow. They were better than us. But they didn't win. Sorry. Yeah. Um, But um, I don't know. Most of these are Tennessee football related. There are some basketball losses. But it does say a lot about what Tony Vitello's done that now we're talking about Tennessee baseball having crushing, devastating losses. I mean, it's crazy to think about. But I had a blast this season. Like I said earlier, I love baseball. I don't put this up there. Well, I mean, I would put it up there close with that 2015-2016 Cubs, those two seasons, because I I watch baseball every night. Cubs were on every night when the playoffs came. I think Big Montana and you guys can relate the Braves to it um, last year and the last couple seasons and probably this year the way they're trending right now. We'll see how they continue to go. But um, these past two years of Tennessee baseball, I've seen a lot of people say this has been the most fun. I mean, they've energized the fan base and they've got people involved in the program that years and years ago, I mean, I went to a few games every year, but I didn't go to a lot. I, you know, we went to Hoover this year for crying out loud to watch him play. I mean, I've had thoughts about going to Hoover in the past, but we've never done it. Right. All right. Moving on. There's other sports stories. Um, Tennessee football, we talked a little bit about it, Gavin. Or Have, have your thoughts started moving toward football yet, or are you still kind of in off-season mode, Gavin? Off-season mode. Do you have anything to say about Tennessee football? Uh, pay them, pay them what they need to get here, get them here, get some players. And that's what they're doing. Good. Uh, see you after spring practice. Well, spring practice is over. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, see you. Uh, see you at a later point. Okay. Well, I, I think at some point date. I've got homework for you, Gavin. I need you to start oh, no. like Gosh, looking at no. the schedule. Uh-huh. We got to start predict we got predictions to do so um we're beating kentucky uh, well i mean that's that's a given (laughs) that's a given um you know at some point i mean there's a lot of talk and we'll need to look at the schedule at some point but there's a lot of talk about tennessee winning nine and ten games i haven't made a decision yet on the schedule and looking at it but 
I just hope we're not getting ahead of ourselves is all I'll have to say. How many games we win last year? Seven, eight? Seven. Seven. Should be. Uh, yeah. I think our I think our schedule kind of favors us more this year, too. Yeah, I mean, you, you can look at the schedule and say Tennessee's got, I think, four pretty much automatic wins. UT Martin, uh, Akron, Ball State, it, and I'm it, forgetting it, Vanderbilt. If, if we stay healthy and our defense can get off the field on third down, that was our Achilles heel last year, was giving up third and 14, third and 17. Um, if we can stop that, I mean, I think that's – there's a lot of games we should have won. Ole Miss was one of them. Um, yeah. Purdue was one of them. You know, we would have won nine games last year if we, at a minimum if we could have got off the field on third down. Gavin, do you think the most important game of the season is that Florida game on September 24th? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Tennessee. It's the most important one. I yeah. can't figure out what Pittsburgh is going to be like. I got to look into more of them. But they were supposed to be pretty good offensively. But I, I was reading the other day they lost their number one wide receiver that came back. They got that transfer in from uh, USC at quarterback. But uh, losing – I can't – I don't know the guy's name right off the top of my head, but losing that guy is going to hurt them. And I, I I don't know. I think Tennessee should probably win that game. We should have beat them last year, to be honest. But, you know, Tennessee win starts out with Ball State, Pittsburgh, Akron, and then Florida comes to town. So, I think it's crucial Tennessee starts 3-0, and wins that Florida game to go 4-0, and and then you've got LSU – at LSU, Bama – uh, UT Martin sandwiched in between Bama and, of course, Kentucky. We're not even talking about them. But, uh, I mean, you look Missouri, I don't think they're going to be very good. Um, Vanderbilt's going to be bad. So, there's six, seven kind of automatic wins in here, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But if they can find a way to beat a um, – I mean, I don't know what South Carolina's going to be like because they got Spencer Rattler, but – I don't want to say that's an automatic win, but, I mean, Alabama is probably a loss. Georgia, probably a loss. Mm-hmm. LSU is probably more a toss-up. It's it's hard. I would probably lean toward LSU because it's there. But that's so far away. I don't know a lot about LSU. I know they've got a lot of transfers coming in. But, um, I mean, it's easy to sit here and look at this schedule and say Tennessee might win 10 games. I know we'll talk about it more as we get closer, but. Just something to think about. No chance. No chance. Um, we got a solid eight wins. Um, and that's fine. That is fine with me. I think the floor is eight. I think realistically nine. I think best case scenario, ten. If they if they beat Florida and win eight games, I'm totally fine with that. If they win eight games and don't beat Florida and beat – say they go – Beat Ball State, Pitt, Akron. That's three. Um, beat UT Martin. UT Martin four. That's four. Kentucky's five. Missouri six. South Carolina seven. Vandy's eight. But they don't beat Florida. Correct. Not acceptable. Right. Not you acceptable. Gotta beat, you got to beat one of the three big ones. When you're hired at UT, you're you're hired here to beat Florida, Bama, and Georgia. We're not beating Bama and Georgia right now. We're not on that level. We are on Florida's level. Needs to happen. And I think we're better than Florida right now. Yeah, 100%. Better coach, better quarterback. 
better skill players. Of course, that, that's been the case, like, yeah, for years. You know, ten, ten out of the last 20 years, we've had a better team. We uh, we just out on Hoppel if he just loses to Florida? No, not yet. No. But I will – Is it the starting and the writing on the wall? The no, only... he'll, have to, he'll have to do a lot more. He'll have to go win a big bowl game. If they, if they win eight and lose to Florida, Georgia, and Bama, and LSU, he'll have to go out and do basically what Butch did against Iowa or Northwestern in, in the Outback Bowl for me to get fired up again. I am uh, – normally I give a coach at least three years. The only time I've not done that is Derek Dooley. When, he lost, when his team lost at Kentucky in his second season, I was out. I screamed all offseason he needed to go. I got a little excited after they went down that next year and beat NC State in the Georgia Dome, but then we gagged against Florida. Uh, we gagged against Georgia. I, I was done. I walk. I remember walking out of the stadium, seeing Justin Grubb and Beef, and yelling at them after the Florida loss. I told you so. You wouldn't listen. I told you so. I hated Derek Dooley. Um, I still do. But, um, yeah, we'll talk more about it. I don't want to take up all of our off-season talk. But, um, Gavin, do you, do you have a guest with you? Oh, yeah. All, always. There, oh, Chilling. camera shy. Chilling. That's camera right. shy. Um, Big Montana, why don't you update us on the NBA Finals? Your Celtics are on the ropes. On the ropes, hey, but they're not out. So – uh, last night, Golden State took a three to two lead in the series over Boston, but we are going back to Boston for Game Six, and we're going to win that one. And it's going to be a toss-up in Game Seven back in San Francisco to crown the uh, NBA champion. I really thought uh, that Boston kind of they blew it. I thought they blew it last night, yeah. especially with I the mean, way Steph Curry played. Steph Curry didn't hit a three, and you get beat. I mean, they just – same situation. They get – they're like UT with, like, arguing with umpires. We get so worried about a missed call or something and, like, get off kilter. Um, we should have won that game by 10 points like they did last night. Um, we were down 18 in the first half and come back, and we're up, like, seven or eight and then pissed that away. Um, but, yeah, I mean – I mean, I'm proud of, the, of these guys anyway. I mean, hell, they've played arguably three of the best NBA teams behind Golden State this year, um, in the East anyway, um, and pretty much handled business so far. Um, but uh, I think uh, Tatum is 4-1 and one in Game 7s. Um, so we'll, we just need to get to Game 7. We might have a chance. Gavin, what's your thoughts? Uh, I'm afraid – I'm afraid you uh, – I don't know if you're going to make it to game seven. They should have buried Steph Curry last night, and they didn't. They should have. I, I, I do think it's going to go game seven. I don't think Boston will win. Um, but I do think that game seven is going to happen. Didn't they have a fake Clay Thompson shoot around for a little bit? Yeah, apparently some guy who was like 50 pounds heavier than Clay Thompson. Uh, yes, sir. Come in, and uh, he was wearing like a uh, uh, Warriors hoodie. Um, come in and like pass through. <laughs> what? Pass through, I have not heard this. What is pass this? Through, pass through security in uh, Oracle Arena or whatever they play in. 
mm-hmm. and was in there putting up shots today until finally someone came and told him Gav- he had to leave. But like, Gavin is uh is Joe Biden in charge of security there at at Oracle Arena or whatever yeah. the arena, Chase Center. I mean this this guy's face is as full as mine. Like it's he was a good fifty pounds heavier. Um, I think another shocking thing is I actually watched part of the game last night. Nice. Might take your temperature. Um, I don't know what how I flipped it over to see, and it was the Celtics were ahead, and I was like, "Oh man, they might pull this one out." And I ended up just watching. I think I turned it on sometime in the third quarter. Um, well, the game the game that pissed me off wasn't last night. It was Game Four. Yeah, Boston had a chance to bury them, go up three one, and win one of the last three, and they couldn't do it. And yeah, that was happen. that was Friday night. We had just gotten off of watching the Vols get pounded into oblivion, and yeah, um, well, not really pounded into oblivion, but um, yeah, you were a double loser that night. Yes, and the um, the Braves are hot right now. So hot, and the Cubs are not. Not only did I go watch Tennessee choke away Super Regional on Sunday, and then I come home. I'm trying to rehydrate. It's hot Sunday, Saturday. Drank a lot of water. Uh, came home and was trying to rehydrate, cool off. Turned on YouTube TV. There's the Cubs and the Yankees logo. Oh, I'll watch the Cubs game while I'm sitting here. Turn it on. It's 17 to 4. And I was just, just end it. Just end it. Just somebody put me out of my misery. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I just went straight. I didn't even. I just went straight and took a shower and just sat in the shower. Just let the water. You sat like, in the shower. Yeah, I, I've got a little seat in my shower. Okay. I sat in it. Okay. Little handicap thing. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. I don't know. <laughs> it was there when I bought the house. So that's great. Um, actually, it has come in very handy when I've been sick and I can hardly stand up when I'm taking a shower. So I am thankful for it, but. Um, yeah, the Cubs stink. They're awful. And last night, it was actually pretty eerie. If you uh, look it up online, the Cubs uh, were in a tornado delay. There was a tornado warning outside Wrigley Field, and they had tornado, like, air raid sirens going off all around Wrigley Field. It was really weird. Um, and you, Darvish, was out there warming up. Yeah, he was just out he there. He wasn't even phased, and then he went out and uh, beat the tar out of him. Beat the so. crap out of his former team. Um, Gavin, what about gas prices, inflation? Looking good, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's a good thing, right? Oh, yeah. Inflation is a good thing. It's a healthy economy. Yeah. We're in better position now to deal with this than we've ever been. Um, I was looking up some stuff this afternoon. Biden's blaming everybody else but himself and his administration. He's blamed Putin, oil com- big oil companies, and Republicans this week. Um. Guys, we need real leadership in this country right now. This is sad. All Biden and his – I wrote another monologue here. I told you I was going to be ramped up this week. This is pathetic. All Biden and his followers are worried about is fake climate change and whatever they're upset about, whatever feelings they've had hurt this that week. Think about how good we had it, Gavin, before with President Trump. Low gas prices, low unemployment a soaring stock market, energy independence, a secure southern border, peace throughout the world. That's six things right there. I could keep going. It's unbelievable how this world has fallen apart since Sleepy Joe took office 
whether you say it's legitimate or not, that's up to you. I don't think it's legitimate. Seven. Um, and now they're using fake tragedies to try to, to try to take more of your freedoms away. So everybody needs to wake up. This administration's running this country into the ground worse than Mike Hamilton ran Tennessee athletics into the ground 10, yes. 12 years ago. Pathetic. It cost me $98 to fill my truck up the other day. When I first got my truck, it cost like $45. I got that in 2018. So in four years, I'm paying 50 more plus dollars at the pump. That's like 200, that's $200 a, a month, Nice. Check that math. Yeah, I went to Carter, so I, don't, I can't add. Some guy, uh, I was at the grocery store this afternoon, and some guy was trying to tell me and show me ways. I don't know why he just came up to me and started talking to me. You'd love to see it. While we were waiting in line, older guy, probably in his 70s or 80s, he's trying to tell me and show me ways to solve math problems in my head. He comes up to me and says, young man, do you know what 27 times 13 is? And I said, I absolutely do not. <laughs> I didn't even hesitate. You know, if he would have asked me what 27 times 10 was, I probably could have told him. But he said 27 times 13. I said, buddy, I don't know. It's been a long day. Tennessee lost this past weekend. I don't know. And he starts going through this thing that he's memorized and learned to help him come up with that problem. Instead of just adding the numbers up, he's going all this. I don't know if it's like common core bull crap that they came out with or what. But, I mean, this went on for five minutes. I couldn't get away from the guy. I was like, can I please just pay for my four things that I got and go? I mean, he was very oh, nice. I hated so to be rude. He's, he was a very nice guy, and he was laughing, and I told him, have a nice day. It's 351. I, yeah. No, he told me, don't worry. Okay. <laughs> and I said, buddy, I got to use a calculator to add, so don't ask me. Don't ask me math questions. I'm sorry. I can add up small things. When you start doing multiplication and divisions, my dad's like that. He's like, uh, what's 500 gavin you know this one from the office remember when michael uh finds out that he can get a bonus if he returns some money oh yeah and oscar asks him what's what's uh what is it 20 percent of two thousand dollars and michael immediately says it and he's like how did you know that and he's i just guessed it and then kevin asked him what like what's 933 times 58 and michael's like uh he's like he doesn't know that's how I am. I was I was Michael Scott. How has inflation affected you, Gavin? Bad. It's rough out here. It's not Vince. good. It's not a good thing, is it? Nope. But according to uh, Biden, they're helping people. Uh, mortgage rates jumped up to six point two eight this week too. I saw that. God Almighty! If Have you fun can... buying a house. I was gonna say, like, if you're looking for a house under 500 grand, good luck. Um, it ain't happening. Think I'll stay right where I'm at. Yep. In beautiful Stonehaven, Strawberry Plains, Tennessee. You know, it, it's sad that you know a man and woman do you know go out and make 50 grand a year each, and you know pay their taxes. They can't even buy a damn house right now. Awful. It's Putin's fault. Putin's price yeah. hike. Whenever America, not. whenever America starts caring about America and putting Americans first, things will start to get better. But until Amen. then, 
Um, Saturday night, I know Gavin was there. Um, a lot of Trump supporters, a lot of America, America supporters, to be honest, mm-hmm. who are fed up with the direction of this country. I didn't talk to one thing. I'm, I think there was a couple there. I had my make America great again, koozie out. Um, but, uh, Justin Grubb, follower of the show, was there. Huge, huge fan of the show, and we're a huge fan of his and all the stuff he posts. If you don't um, already follow him, follow him. One Man Trump Rally on Instagram, great follow. Um, but uh, this is just pathetic, and it's not going to get any better anytime soon. Nope. He's got to vote. Of, a lot of crazies out there. Got to vote the right way this fall. So Hey, if, right. you're, if you're not a friend of Jesus – or a fan of America, or a fan of family, or a fan of the volunteers, you're not a friend of mine. Hey, if you're listening to this show and you don't love the Lord, the volunteers, guns, and low prices, then don't listen to this show. Sorry. We don't want your ears. If 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 that drops us below 50 listeners, Gavin, I'm fine with it. We're I'll still happily sleep at night. <laughs> I'll happily talk to eight people. I don't care. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to talk to that trash. Our All right. Are high here. All right. We're going to close the show out here. I'm going to let you guys final thoughts. We'll start with big Montana. Uh, stay the program's great. Balls are on the, uh, on the, uh, rising scale here. Um, I'm excited for football season. I'm excited for basketball season again. I love the off season recruiting for, all that um it's getting hot we need some rain oh it is hot um everybody stay safe out there stay hydrated um real quick we're planning on going to three road games pit lsu south carolina which one are you looking forward to the most uh lsu just because of the environment um because it's a new place i haven't been to lsu either but it is uh it's going to be cool to see heinz field um, going to a baseball game the night before, I think. Yes, Cardinals, Pirates. It's going to be amazing to see Heinz Field. It was destroyed uh, during the Dark Knight Rises by Bane. Yes, I'm excited to see that. Uh, Heinz Ward was now, the only survivor. South Carolina will be fun, too, just because I like the people over there, your uncle. Great people. His family. Um, it's always a good trip. But as far as, like, the games – I would say uh, LSU is going to be hard to beat. Gavin, any final thoughts for the show? Uh, disappointed uh, at the result, but we're heading in the right direction. Uh, yes. Maybe Gavin's I'll here, Gavin's here just so he don't get fined. That's right. Uh, maybe next year I'll watch a game or two or something. I might screw around and watch a game. I doubt it. Maybe when maybe when um, they play at uh, Smoky Stadium next year, you'll go with us. I, I, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> oh man, um, classic Gavin. It right. is good to have you back. I mean, you and I started this show almost two years ago. Now this September, we'll have our two year anniversary. Um, Back when we sat right behind where I'm at now, That's at right. that little card table, uh-huh. and the the audio was terrible. Um, I've upgraded 
computers. So that that's helped out a lot. But I went back and listened to that a little while ago. I was bored one yeah. night and it got it was it sounded awful. It you sounded like you were down the hallway. I think Nick Wade called us and said, Gavin sounds like he's in the hallway. And it got better as we went along. I wish there was a way that we could get like four or five of us together in person and do that. I don't have that capability right now. This is an easier way to do it. Plus we can record it, but yeah, those first ones right behind us here, we did that for like the whole football season pretty much until I got the China virus. And then we went to this route, but uh, I always had fun doing that though, especially trying to figure out why your microphone wasn't working and why mine wasn't working. You thought Gavin, I just Gavin, had technical problems. Yeah. <laughs> Gavin will never be on the show now if he had to drive somewhere to do it. That's oh, right. Oh, no. he can't afford it. That's right. That's I'm, true. I'm, too. On, my, on my horse. I've got, and right over. I've got every light in the house turned off right now, except <laughs> in this room. What's your AC set on right now? 60. Oh, sorry. 72. Oh, that's not bad for you. No, I, I got like in the winter, I keep it 68, summer 72. Uh, I, I've seen it on 75 there before. Uh, I, now if I go out of town or something, I do crank it up, but no, when I'm here, it's we're not cooling the whole outside here, Dees. Yeah, when I when I'm here, it sits on 72. Um, mm. well, glad to have good steward of your mind. Yes, yes, glad to have Gavin back on the show. Back, baby. um, I don't know what our schedule is going to be like. Uh, we might take some weeks off i don't know i think we should come back on a weekly basis hopefully just depends on schedules um next month in july i'm gonna be traveling a little bit so probably take some time off there no big montana is gonna be traveling soon so um we'll try to get in in the studios here and get some episodes pumped out and then uh, probably sometime in I would say toward end of July, first of August is when we're really going to crank up football talk, and that's when we'll we will have Gavin that's pretty right. much every week. Yeah, and I'm uh, back, but football's back. Yes, and remember to follow us on uh, Twitter, Facebook. I post all the episodes there when they come out, whether it's audio or on YouTube channel. Um, we are on YouTube. Gavin's one of the seven followers on there. Mm-hmm um and then you can listen to us in your truck car whatever you drive where if you're mowing running whatever you're doing um yeah riding horses riding cowboys um um listen notes apple podcast google podcast wherever just search section yy8 podcast it'll pop up um real quick want to give a shout out to thomas reigns huge baseball fan Huge Tennessee baseball fan. He's been a Tennessee baseball fan back when Dave Serrano was here. And um, oh gosh, I've lost, I've lost, I've gone blank here. Who was the guy before him? <laughs> he was awful. Oh God, he was bad. Nobody's got that. Gosh, no. I barely watch baseball. Delmonico way out of my league. No, not Delmonico. Also, correction, we have six subscribers. Oh, we must have lost somebody. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to Thomas Reigns, but he did have an extra ticket to one of the regional games and didn't invite me, so suck it. <laughs> Tell yes. me number one. Give him your number one real quick. Um, yes, sir. 
Sorry, guys. I'm trying to. It's going to bother me if I don't look this guy's name up. You got two minutes. Todd Raleigh. Todd, Todd Raleigh. Raleigh. Hey, Todd. Awful. Awful. So, uh, anyways, back to Thomas Reigns. He had an extra ticket. Called me up. Um, went uh, went Friday. <laughs> went Friday or sorry, went Saturday, Sunday. Um, but Thomas was heartbroken Sunday. We didn't hardly speak to each other at all. Walking back to our trucks, we just looked at each other and said, "See you later," and left. So sad. He has a truck now. Oh yeah. The jig's gone. No, he's he's had a uh, Tacoma for three or four years now. Golly, sorry, Thomas. <laughs> well, we appreciate everybody listening. Good to have Gavin back. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Get slide in the DMs. Give us a shout out. But appreciate everybody listening. And this has been the Section YY8 Podcast. Well, it's late at night on this old turnpike And my head's spinning round and around It's a long, long way from New York to Texas I've been through a million towns Well, let's get off the bus and get on the stage The band and the boys and me Take me to Alabama, Mississippi, Montana They don't want me back in Tennessee Tennessee, how could you do this to me? I gave you some of the best of my days Ain't no reason for me to stay Tennessee You took the life out of me What little money I made I either drank it up or I gave it away